0: Day 16 of 365, The Bible Challenge with Abby Joy. Proverbs 2, verses 1 to 11. My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the path of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just and fair, and you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you, understanding will keep you safe. Matthew chapter 12, verses 22 to 45. Then a demon-possessed man, who was blind and couldn't speak, was brought to Jesus. He healed the man so that he could both speak and see. The crowd was amazed and asked, Could it be that Jesus is the son of David, the Messiah? But when the Pharisees heard about the miracle, they said, No wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Jesus knew their thoughts and replied, Any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. A town or family splintered by feuding will fall apart. And if Satan is casting out Satan, he is dividing and fighting against himself. His own kingdom will not survive. And if I am empowered by Satan, what about your own exorcists? They cast out demons too, so they will condemn you for what you have said. But if I am casting out demons by the Spirit of God then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. For who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man and plunder his goods? Only someone even stronger, someone who could tie him up and then plunder his house. Anyone who isn't with me opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. So I tell you, every sin and blasphemy can be forgiven except blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, which will never be forgiven. Anyone who speaks against the Son of Man can be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven, either in this world or in the world to come. A tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes! How could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. One day some teachers of religious law and Pharisees came to Jesus and said, Teacher, we want you to show us a miraculous sign to prove your authority. But Jesus replied, Only an evil and adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. But the only sign I will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. The people of Nineveh will stand up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it, for they repented of their sins at the preaching of Jonah. Now someone greater than Jonah is here, but you refuse to repent. The Queen of Sheba will also stand up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it, for she came from a distant land to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Now someone greater than Solomon is here, but you refuse to listen. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert, seeking rest but finding none. Then it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds its former home empty, swept and in order. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself and they all enter the person and live there. And so that person is worse off than before. That will be the experience of this evil generation. Genesis chapter 32 verse 1 to chapter 33 verse 20. As Jacob started on his way again, angels of God came to meet him. When Jacob saw them, he exclaimed, This is God's camp. So he named the place Mahanaim. Then Jacob sent messengers ahead to his brother Esau, who was living in the region of Seir, in the land of Edom. He told them, Give this message to my master Esau. Humble greetings from your servant Jacob. Until now, I've been living with Uncle Laban. And now I own cattle, donkeys, flocks of sheep and goats, and many servants, both men and women. I've sent these messengers to inform my Lord of my coming, hoping that you will be friendly to me. After delivering the message, the messengers returned to Jacob and reported... We met your brother Esau and he is already on his way to meet you with an army of four hundred men. Jacob was terrified at the news. He divided his household along with the flocks and herds and camels in two groups. He thought, if Esau meets one group and attacks it, perhaps the other group can escape. Then Jacob prayed, O God of my grandfather Abraham and God of my father Isaac, O Lord, you told me, return to your own land and to your relatives, and you promised me I will treat you kindly. I am not worthy of all the unfailing love and faithfulness you have shown to me, your servant. When I left home and crossed the Jordan River, I owned nothing except a walking stick. Now my household fills two large camps. O Lord, please rescue me from the hand of my brother Esau. I am afraid that he is coming to attack me, along with my wives and children. But you promised me I will surely treat you kindly and I will multiply your descendants until they become as numerous as the sand along the seashore. Too many to count. Jacob stayed there where he was for the night. Then he selected these gifts from his possessions to present to his brother Esau. Two hundred female goats, twenty male goats, 200 ewes, 20 rams, 30 female camels with their young, 40 cows, 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys and 10 male donkeys. He divided these animals into herds and assigned each to different servants. Then he told his servants, Go ahead of me with the animals, but keep some distance between the herds. Then he gave these instructions to the men leading the first group. When my brother Esau meets you, he will ask, Whose servants are you? Where are you going? Who owns these animals? You must reply, They belong to your servant Jacob, but they are a gift for his master Esau. Look, he is coming right behind us. Jacob gave the same instructions to the second and third herdsmen and to all who followed behind the herds. You must say the same thing to Esau when you meet him and be sure to say, look, your servant Jacob is right behind us. Jacob thought, I will try to appease him by sending gifts ahead of me. When I see him in person, perhaps he will be friendly to me. So the gifts were sent on ahead, while Jacob himself spent the night in the camp. During the night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two servant wives and his eleven sons, and crossed the Jabbok River with them. After taking them to the other side, he sent over all his possessions. This left Jacob all alone in the camp, and a man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began to break. When the man saw that he would not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of its socket. Then the man said, Let me go, for the dawn is now breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What is your name? the man asked. He replied, Jacob. Your name will no longer be Jacob, the man told him. From now on, you will be called Israel, because you have fought with God and with men and have won. Please tell me your name, Jacob said. Why do you want to know my name? the man replied. Then he blessed Jacob there. Jacob named the place Peniel which means face of God, for he said, I have seen God face to face, yet my life has been spared. The sun was rising as Jacob left Peniel, and he was limping because of the injury to his hip. Even today the people of Israel don't eat the tendon near the hip socket because of what happened that night when the man strained the tendon of Jacob's hip. Then Jacob looked up and saw Esau coming with his four hundred men. So he divided the children among Leah and Rachel and his two servant wives. He put the servant wives and their children at the front, Leah and her children next, and Rachel and Joseph last. Then Jacob went on ahead. As he approached his brother, he bowed to the ground seven times before him. Then Esau ran to meet him and embraced him, threw his arms around his neck and kissed him. They both wept. Then Esau looked at the women and children and asked, Who are these people with you? These are the children God has graciously given me, your servant, Jacob replied. Then the servant wives came forward with their children and bowed before him. Next came Leah with her children and they bowed before him. Finally, Joseph and Rachel came forward and bowed before him. And what were all the flocks and herds I met as I came? Esau asked. Jacob replied, They are a gift, my lord, to ensure your friendship. My brother, I have plenty, Esau answered. Keep what you have for yourself. But Jacob insisted, No, if I have found favour with you, please accept this gift from me. And what a relief it is to see your friendly smile. It's like seeing the face of God. Please take this gift I have brought you, for God has been very gracious to me. I have more than enough. And because Jacob insisted, Esau finally accepted the gift. Well, Esau said, let's be going. I will lead the way. And Jacob replied, you can see, my lord, that some of the children are very young and the flocks and herds have their young too. If they had driven too hard, even for one day, all the animals could die. Please, my lord, go ahead of your servants. We will follow slowly, at a pace that is comfortable for the livestock and the children. I will meet you at Seir. All right, Esau said, but at least let me assign some of my men to guide and protect you. Jacob responded, that's not necessary. It's enough that you have received me warmly, my lord. So Esau turned around and started back to Seir the same day. Jacob, on the other hand, travelled on to Succoth. There he built himself a house and made shelters for his livestock. That is why the place was named Succoth, which means shelters. Later, having travelled all the way from Paddan Aram, Jacob arrived safely at the town of Shechem in the land of Canaan. There he set up camp outside the town. Jacob bought the plot of land where he camped from the family of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for a hundred pieces of silver, and there he built an altar and named it El Elohe Israel.